is I think I talked about nutrition so much and I talked about functional movements and I talked about scaling and intensity so many times in blog posts that I was just like, yeah, people get it now. And you forget that it has to be a constant message because while you and I might live and breathe CrossFit daily medicine, you know, whatever it is, this is three hours of someone's week. Right. So we do have to give them more tools to, to ingrain it into why it's important. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so the education piece is huge. This is episode 126, part B with Nicole Christensen. Welcome to Pursuing Health. I'm Julie Fouché, family medicine resident and former CrossFit Games athlete. Here, I bring to you information and inspiration from experts and everyday individuals for how to use lifestyle to maximize health. Thank you so much for joining me. Now let's get started with this week's episode. Hey there, everybody, and welcome back to Pursuing Health. In this episode, I got to sit down with my very good friend, CrossFit affiliate owner, CrossFit headquarters seminar staff flow master, athlete, CrossFit level four coach, and mom extraordinaire, Nicole Christensen. And we talked about all of the things. So many things, in fact, that I've decided to split our conversation into two parts. So if you haven't yet listened to part A, I'd recommend going back to listen to that one. This is part B, where we're going to do a deep dive into Nicole's own personal experience of incorporating CrossFit during pregnancy, as well as a process that she uses for working with countless pregnant athletes at CrossFit Roots and how she's developed this process over the years. So if you haven't yet heard part A, of course, go back and check it out. There we talk about Nicole's athletic background, her competitive career, as well as her experience opening and developing her CrossFit affiliate, CrossFit Roots, over the past 10 plus years, um, as well as some of the things that she's found to be helpful for educating her members and growing a thriving affiliate. Before we get started, this is a reminder that although I am now officially a doctor, this podcast is meant to share the experiences of individuals and does not provide medical advice. So with that, we'll get started with episode number 126, part B of Pursuing Health featuring Nicole Christensen. So true. Yeah. So I want to talk a little bit about pregnancy because I'm, <laughs> I'm just, yes. because now you're the expert on pregnancy <laughs> and CrossFit, which you laugh about, but uh, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> you have a lot of experience, oh, both yourself nice. and coaching, but, um, and also more selfish, selfishly because I'm not pregnant, but in the next you didn't few want years, to make an announcement yeah, in, the next, <laughs> in the next few years, it's definitely on the radar. Yeah. Um, so I know like, obviously before you became pregnant yourself, you had coached many other women through their pregnancy. Um, so, and then when you first became pregnant, kind of what, what were the resources or like the guidelines that you sort of try to stick to as you're coaching them? And then once you went through it yourself, obviously it must've changed some things that you were doing. I got better at, yeah. So I can talk about the guidelines. I know once I got pregnant Mm -hmm. and went through it myself, I got better at modifying to get women a great stimulus. Okay. Uh, with keeping an eye on the intensity. Got it. So, because you could like feel it yourself and you knew what. Yeah. Like, um, mm-hmm. okay. So maybe box jumps didn't feel good for somebody. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times people are like, well, let's just do, do step ups. Like it didn't do anything. Yeah. So then I'm sitting there and I would be like, well, now I'm doing this class workout and I came all the way here. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going through the mindset of like what one of the women that yeah. come to the gym, like, you know, I made the effort to get here. Maybe I already have a kid yeah. and now I'm here doing step ups and I'm not even breathing at all. Mm-hmm. I can breathe a little bit, you mm-hmm. know? And so figuring out like, well, okay, we're going to be a little bit more strength biased Mm -hmm. because the intensity is going to come down. So let's do weighted step ups. Okay. And that'll help your posterior chain, which usually takes a little bit of a hit Mm -hmm. when you are a little more front loaded. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, Before that, there were two main resources. Okay. And one was Heather Bergeron had been pregnant and she wrote that she did a lot of hip extensions. And I was like, check. So I, I just remember, you know, posterior chain mm-hmm. doesn't get as much help because yeah. sometimes people aren't always squatting below parallel. I think that sort of at the time that mm-hmm. was the case. Mm-hmm. Um, not so anymore. And I squat below parallel the whole time. We can talk about that. Cause that's actually a really funny story. Okay. Um, 
And then, and then Sarah Spieler okay. had also written some stuff, mm-hmm. but it was, it was sort of like just got passed around, yeah, you know, just like it was anecdotal like, stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then once I got pregnant, I realized that, um, a lot of it. And then I got a little bit smarter on the diastasis recti mm-hmm. and how, you know, a lot of people think that's a bad thing. Well, mm-hmm. it's a natural human it process. Happens, it yeah. has to happen. Your abs have to separate. Um, but what else is happening is that there's relaxing in your body. Mm-hmm. So the muscle fibers are stretchier, but it also means that like, if you forcefully flex and extend, mm-hmm. you can kind of like a rubber band when you overstretch it and it just won't go won't back. Go back so you lose yeah. that elasticity. So basically we just said like, we're not going to kip. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so you that's know, kind of like a blanket rule you use for all of your, that's all my athletes, no matter like first time pregnancy, anytime pregnancy. Um, I also don't recommend that they kip or do flexion for like three months after. Okay. Cause until they're checked and they got, all healed, you know, yeah. all healed back together. Uh, I mean, pregnancy is actually the most beautiful example of progressive overloading, you that's know? So, so it's like, yeah. okay, you can't do a kipping pull up, which is going to spike your heart rate up and do flexion yeah. extension. Uh, like what so, about the best weighted pull-up program ever? Yeah. So let's, you know, even if you don't have a strict pull-up, right, you add a band yeah. and you're going to do, you know, we have it in our little guidelines. We say one strict pull-up for every three kipping pull-ups. Okay. And so, yeah, they might be a little bit slower through that section. No, they mm-hmm. won't be slower. The time that it takes them to complete that, but they just won't be breathing as hard. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. So no kipping. So yeah, no kipping. Uh, what else? So this is something, you know, in the CrossFit criticism space Mm -hmm. for pregnant women, you know, there's like, well, they don't, you know, women don't know how to protect their baby. Mm -hmm. I'm like, all right, let's just like, you're going to go too hard in the workout. And I know there's a lot of, just like from a medical guideline, there's, there's things about like body temperature Mm -hmm. and heart rate and all those different things. But, and so, I mean, I think those are, they're there for a reason, Mm -hmm. you know, like absolutely. Um, in my, in like the 43 women I've coached mm-hmm. for different pregnancies, um, I've never seen a mom that didn't naturally figure out what made them feel good, like what made them feel comfortable and what mm-hmm. they felt they should be doing, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I guess that's not true. We had one mom one time that wanted to climb a rope and I was like, I'm not going to do that. No. <laughs> um, but but in terms of like how much they should be lifting and how hard they should be pushing themselves, I mean, they get it. Mm-hmm. You know, they they know it's what like to a, do. It's like an instinctive sort of yeah. I mean, reflex. yeah, exactly. And so a lot of the other guidelines we have is basically because pregnancies are so different, mm-hmm. is helping address like well, what's a good modification if you don't love rowing because mm-hmm. it doesn't feel good. I hated rowing. I, mean, I hate rowing just, anyways. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, so imagine if you only had like half the stroke length yeah. <laughs> and then you're just sitting there like, you know, it's terrible. Uh, if you can't run, cause mm-hmm. that doesn't feel good. Let's pull a heavy sled. Mm-hmm. Um, just so many different things like that. So, but everybody's different. Some yeah. people are gonna be like, oh, I don't mind snatching past my belly with a barbell. It feels mm-hmm. fine. More power to you. Well, yeah. You know, but some people are like, eh, let's go to a dumbbell. Yeah. Great. It's more just having the resources there. Mm-hmm. The options. Yeah. Definitely the options. So can you take us through the process of if you have a member who comes to you that says, Hey, I'm pregnant. Just want to let you know, mm-hmm. how does that get handled at CrossFit Roots? Yeah. I'm like, just go over to the treadmill for the next month. <laughs> or nine we'll months. see I'm in kidding. nine months. No, no, no. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, yeah. So, well, so what we do is, um, when they email, usually mm-hmm. I like to have a meeting with them in person, <sighs> mostly just because I think it helps just be able to give them the opportunity to ask Mm -hmm. questions where it's not like in front of other people. Right. So just 20 minutes. Like, right. Um, so we set up a meeting in that, in the reply email, I, I send them all these resources. I have like six resources, which I can send to Mm -hmm. you. It's like a, the scaling article I wrote, a podcast, Mm -hmm. um, a couple other things. And it's just sort of like, here's your, Cool. Here's your packet. And And I think that too. So people listening can find it. Yeah. I think it helps people be like, okay, there, there's a plan here. Yeah. Okay. This has been um, done before. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I know. As my mom said, she would be like, well, people have been having babies for thousands of years, so I'm sure you'll figure it out. I was like, thanks mom. Um, oh yeah. That was that, that was that story though, actually. Oh, we got So, okay. So when Eric and I were going to have our first kid, we did like, everybody was like, well, you're going to take a birth class. And I was mm-hmm. like, well, I guess we should take a birth class, yeah, you know? That's what you're supposed to do. Right. That's what you're supposed to do. So 
we sign up and we go. And, um, and the woman was like, okay, so we're going to start by going around the room and everybody please tell me what you're doing for exercise. Mm -hmm. And it was like, like the day before I had back squatted like 155 pounds for like seven reps, Mm -hmm. but it felt fine. Yeah. And CrossFit had reposted. And of course there was all these comments or whatever. Um, and so I'm thinking about that. I'm like, well, I squatted yesterday. So, you know, the woman, one woman was like, well, I did some yoga, light yoga today. And I was like, well, I'm just walking my dog each morning. And then someone was like, I'm not doing anything. Cause I have felt ill. And I mean, and then we got to me and I was like, honestly, I was too embarrassed to say that but I back squatted. Yeah. I was, I was just like, Oh, I've been trying to stay active. Right. Yeah. So already I'm like, Oh gosh. Which I'm sure know. they're seeing you and they're like, Oh, she's pretty strong. She's got to do something. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> but I was, Eric was like, Eric looked at me. He was like, what are you doing? I was like, I don't want to talk about it. We don't want to draw attention so then, to ourselves. <laughs> the woman was like, well, how many of you guys are here? Cause you want to have a natural birth mm-hmm. at the time. I was like, I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I want to do whatever is like the most yeah. like medically, what did it, what was it? the one woman? She was like, I want to do it as natural as possible using modern medicine when it is necessary. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's a great balance. Yeah. So I was like, I don't know. So, but everybody else raised their hand. Mm-hmm. No, they don't want to do any epidurals. They want all natural. I was like, okay, I get, I better toughen up. Yeah. I got to get know? on board with this. I yeah. know. So then she's, so then we keep going and I'm still like, you know, feeling not that comfortable. Mm-hmm. And then she says, okay, well, so the natural anatomical position of having a baby is the squat. Mm-hmm. So we're going to start by doing a squat. And you're like, oh, and I was great. like, oh, thank goodness. <laughs> this is great. So, you know, she didn't know any better, but she taught a squat and it was not how we would teach yeah. a squat at all. Um, but not a single person could do it, could get into the bottom of a squat. Wow. And I thought about it. Uh, well, first I was like, we're not coming back. So we actually quit birth class. Uh, <laughs> but both of our children were born and, you know, we made it. Um, <laughs> but it was really fascinating because I think there's such a disconnect, right? So yeah. on one hand, we have a whole population of people that are like criticizing women doing CrossFit while they're pregnant. Yeah. And it literally helps develop the natural, I mean, squatting, CrossFit, yes. and doing it while you're pregnant. Yes. Develops a natural anatomical position for how people want to have babies mm-hmm. or how they have babies naturally. Yeah. Um, and then here on the other hand, all these women that want to have a natural birth wouldn't, couldn't get they there. They don't have the tools. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. I remember, so in family medicine, we do some labor and delivery and oh, yeah. I remember like one of the most amazing births that I was at, this girl, she must've been pretty young. It was a completely natural birth. It was her first kid and she didn't do CrossFit, but she was like, oh yeah, I've just been doing like 200 squats every day. Like in my backyard, I just want to be ready for this. And like, she had the most amazing, beautiful birth, like of anything that I've ever seen. Yeah. I just, it's, yeah, I, I don't know. The doula, there's a doula at our gym. Mm -hmm. She doesn't go to the gym, but she's delivered like half the babies at the gym. (laughs) And she's like, oh, you CrossFit moms, you get back to the hospital quick. Those babies (laughs) are coming quick. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the, anyways, that was funny. That's cool. Um, okay. So back to yeah. you have in-person meeting, you give yep. them some resources. So send them the resources in the reply email, schedule a meeting. Uh, if their husband's a member at the gym too, I'm like, or if they're not, I'm like, come on along, yeah. you know? Uh, and we just, we talk about how we go through the scaling sheet. Mm-hmm. Um, it's on the CrossFit journal. Mm-hmm. We can link to that yep, too. I'll link to that um, for sure. And we go through what does the first trimester look like? What is second trimester? I give my phone number mm-hmm. to them. Uh, to be able to text me the night before if they look at the workout mm-hmm. and think, what am I going to do? Mm-hmm. And I, I do that because, I mean, I get you could do that for everyone for scaling. Like, what am I doing for the right, workout? Right, right. Everyone's freaking out. Uh, <laughs> but I I just want them to feel that there's not that extra barrier because it is it can be hard when you're like, yeah. you have morning sickness and you don't feel great. But you know you'll feel better if you work out to just mm-hmm. – be able to come in and have the plan. Right. So I, I give them my phone number and it probably is cool for them, especially now that you've had kids too, just to, I'm sure that like you telling them what to do maybe means more than like someone else who hasn't had kids. That's coaching that class that day. (sighs) As much as I hate to admit that you're absolutely right. Like my male coaches who are 27 and 28, they're wonderful and they've done this a lot, but I mean, it's, there's nothing like firsthand experience. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, there's, yeah, there's just a gap there. Yeah. Right. Um, so yeah. So yeah. That's so I really give them cool. my phone number. Um, so, and I say, you know, you can always text me mm-hmm. if you're not sure what to do. And then, and then we basically just kind of let them start. Oh, well, so then the next part is we say, when would you like this to be public information? Mm-hmm. 
Cause a lot of women will email us and say like, yeah. I've told my husband and you. Yeah. And you're they like, tell it oh. because, you know, <laughs> cause it's important cause they don't want to do yeah. anything in the gym, but they're not ready to tell even like their whole family right. or their friends yet. Yeah. yeah. So then we have like secret code. So like, <laughs> And that's also why I give them my phone number okay. because if I, so then I, I email the coaches and I say, Hey guys, and it says top secret, mm-hmm. um, you know, so-and-so is pregnant. Mm-hmm. They're not public yet. Um, uh, if they, you know, come in and are doing some modifications that don't look like what is offered, yeah. like just let them assimilate through class yeah. to do it. Um, and so that's where the text message comes in really handy mm-hmm. because now they have the privacy to say like, I can't do ab mat sit-ups. What should I do? Mm-hmm. I text them back. And then when everyone's warming up ab mat sit-ups, they can go do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the coaches are good about being like, oh, they're just, you know, they like, they need to do this because their abs aren't whatever. The problem yeah. is though, is like, as soon as you're doing like, start doing side walking planks, everyone's yeah. like, I'm pregnant. Right. That's like your, your so, code for yeah. pregnancy scaling. <laughs> um, but you know, I mean, and, and we don't take out sit-ups within like the first four weeks. So, yeah. you know, five weeks. Um, and then after that, we basically, the big thing after that is I just, I try to check in with them to make sure that we are meeting a stimulus for them mm-hmm. and giving them good modifications so they feel that they got a workout. And mm-hmm. so the difference with scaling for pregnancy is that, you know, with, with uh, general scaling, right, mm-hmm. you scale to preserve the stimulus, yeah. which would include the intensity, Yeah. right? With CrossFit, or sorry, with pregnancy, we're saying we're going to scale to preserve the stimulus, mm-hmm. not including the intensity. So if it's like, you know, a pulling motion, mm-hmm. we might do a stricter pulling motion, which someone would say like, well, that's going to take them longer, but we're okay with that because we're not trying to make them breathe harder. Right. Stuff like that. That's awesome. Yeah. Now, how do you approach the postpartum period? So generally most women will wait six weeks. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of that. Yeah, I think it's yeah. I mean, there's something to be said. I think for just like being with your baby. And yeah. Like I was just like Stacy Tovar just posted. I think today. Yeah, it was that, her six weeks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, you know, it's just I don't know. Yeah. Um, and I mean, your bot. I, I probably wouldn't have been this open or mm-hmm. not open, like adamant about it. But it's like the stuff that happens to your body. It's like, yeah and we talk about stress and like hormonal stress and neurological stress and, and then yeah. the baby. And it's like, you're not getting unfit, you know? Right. Yeah. So it's like, think about how much time it takes for things to heal. Like just without even adding the extra stimulus of work. Totally. Out, you know, I remember I tried to do like 10 air squats mm-hmm. at like this, I don't know, three week mark yeah. with Harriet. And I was like, Nope, not yet. <laughs> and then the second, and then when I had Campbell, I don't know. She, I was, she was like three or four days old. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Hey mom, let's walk to the grocery store. It's like two blocks from our house. And we got halfway there and I was like, I'm really tired. And she was like, you had a child three days ago. <laughs> and you know, it's like, I think sometimes it's like this badge of honor. Like, well, I do CrossFit. So like, yeah. therefore I'm like rebound super quick. And I'm right. going to be like right back. Yeah. I, I will say, I think it, we're, it's okay if we just differ yeah. those two things. Yeah. Um, so six weeks mm-hmm. and then generally they will email and say, Hey, I'm coming back. Just want to check in. Mm-hmm. And I basically think of it as, okay, it took you 10 months to get there. Mm-hmm. Your body kind of goes double time to get out of it. Okay. So you can think like 10 months to get in, like four to five months to get out. And yeah. that's like for the initial postpartum stage. Yeah. Cause a lot of women are still breastfeeding, right. which means you still have relaxing and all that stuff. But really what that means is just, don't do sit-ups. Mm-hmm. And the beautiful part is that it's now it's really just working with whatever your body's intensity mm-hmm. is capable of doing. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, so a lot of women come back and the barbell just feels heavier. Mm-hmm. Right. One thing I will say is that, and I, I kind of try and preempt it. Although this was actually, I guess I preempted it more a couple years ago. Now I just feel like women are so like, I do CrossFit and I'm gonna make it part of my life no matter what. I don't yeah. have to say anything, but we had a lot of women in the first like two years that the, or three years the gym was open and they would have the baby and then they wouldn't be able to get back into the gym for like six months to almost like nine months or a oh, year. Yeah. And it's just, it's such a harder comeback Yeah, and you can do it, but you know, that's where it's like, if you can prioritize getting to the gym, like Saturday, Sunday, mm-hmm. so your husband or partner mm-hmm. can 
watch the baby. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you go to class, commit to going to class one other day yeah. during the work week. Yeah. Uh, that will pay off dividends. That consistency. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's hard, right? Like it's hard biasing. Like I'm going to go to the gym twice on the weekend. Mm-hmm. But for a lot of people, that helps just shift it for those initial couple months coming back. For sure. And then, yeah, just no sit-ups, toes mm-hmm. to bar. And you don't do kipping, like, for that initial postpartum period, too? So I, I, I do as long as they have, like, a developed kip where okay. they're not really arching or okay. it's – as long as it's a kip, it's not, like, a swing around yeah. the bar. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then, you know, after like four or five months, it's sort of like, oh, you had a baby. (laughs) (laughs) What happened? (laughs) Um, yeah. And then, and then by the time people have their second kid, it's usually like, what do you need me for? I got this. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. What do you think was the most, um, maybe unexpected or like challenging thing about pregnancy or postpartum that um, from your perspective that you went through that you weren't necessarily anticipating? Oh man. I think our second daughter, like once we had two kids that Mm -hmm. were under two, Mm -hmm. that was, um, (laughs) that was, yeah. I mean, I think every parent goes through this where like you have your first kid, they sleep pretty well, you're coming out of it. And then you have the second kid and you're like, well, oh my gosh. Right what did we just do? <laughs> um, I think I, well, I do remember like, uh, and it was, it was maybe one of the times where I was like, I, I need to maybe not travel for seminars. Mm. Um, I was, Campbell was like six months old and I went to India oh, wow. for a seminar. Um, and I was breastfeeding. So I was like trying to pump, yeah. uh, <laughs> like, going to India and back, you know, to go to India for like a two day seminar, it's like a six day trip. Yeah. It's a long time. Um, and I think postpartum, I was just like, it was too much. It's a lot. Yeah. It was too much. Um, and you know, it's wonderful cause Eric was always really supportive of mm-hmm. everything. Um, but I think both of us were like, yeah, that's too much. Yeah. Um, and by yeah. the way, back to Eric. So he eventually ended up coming on full-time or it's too mm-hmm. right so yeah. initially it was just you yes and he, was he did he work the whole time for that same company that you were both yes. working for okay yeah we got to a point about two well actually I remember the re well the impetus and we talked about it but the impetus for him resigning from mm-hmm. his job was that we had signed this lease for the 10,000 square foot uh, space and I needed somebody to build it out okay and the what I didn't realize when Eric and I started dating and then opened the gym that was just a gift is that Eric is really good at building, fixing, and the technical side. That's so handy. I, I mean, <laughs> we just, yeah, like, I, we need to make a website. Okay, I'll do that. You know, like, we need to build boxes. I'll build beautifully stacked boxes with, like, a sand uh, yeah. glue top so you don't slip. Um, so he, yeah, so he built out the whole job. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, so he still, he mm-hmm. works. Yeah, we work. We work together. What is that like? <laughs> what is that like? Also, just in an anticipation of my own life right now. <laughs> what is that like working with your spouse? <laughs> I I think we have very, well, two things. I think we have very sort of, um, it's not different personalities, but I think we just have like our work relationship yeah. and we have our home relationship. And it's, they're just different. Mm-hmm. And I think... I mean, honestly, at work, this sounds terrible, but I don't connect, like we don't talk unless we have to about work. Yeah. You know, very rarely. Yeah. Like sometimes we'll be like, do you want to go get coffee? We'll go get coffee. But you know, if I'm in the back office and I want to go work out, I'm not like, Hey, do you want to come work out? Which is terrible, but we're kind of on our own schedule. You know, we know what we need to get done. You're doing your stuff. So that's always been nice. Mm -hmm. I think the other thing that really helped us is that, um, we, we have very different roles Mm -hmm. and I think for a while we tried to like include each other in all the roles at the gym. And then it was like, no, no, no. Like you do your thing. Yeah. You do your thing. I'm going to do my thing. I'm not going to feel bad if I don't ask. And Mm -hmm. so that, that was like an added benefit there. Um, but yeah. And then at home, like, you know, just family kids and yeah, you know, I mean, I guess now that you have kids, you probably are talking about the kids all the time, but like, do you, did you find it hard to, 
to like not talk about work all the time when that's what you were both doing? <sighs> yes. I also remember that. So coaching is a very like outward facing mm-hmm. thing, right? You're in, you're talking yeah. to people all day long and you're offering things to them and you're helping them. Mm-hmm. And I, before Eric, quit the, his job, we would come home and I would just be like, and then we did this. And what about this? And I just want to talk to yeah. somebody because yeah. you haven't for the whole day, which some people say they just shut down. Right. But I was like, can we communicate it's so two ways? Cause that's how <laughs> Danny and I are like, I come home and I want to tell him about every single thing. And I think this is maybe just being female. <laughs> female. <laughs> Potentially. And, and probably. And he's just like, dude, I've been like talking to patients all day. Like, can we talk about something else? But I want to tell him about like all the patients that I saw and like right. everything that happened. So. <laughs> and Eric, yeah. and th- that's the other part. I mean, the joke is that when I said I wanted to open an affiliate, yeah. Eric was like, okay, well let's wait six months. And if you still want to do it, then let's do it. Yeah. You know, he's just, he's the patient one. Yeah. And I, I, I'm patient in some areas, but you know, I'm definitely like, I'll be driving and I'll be like, oh my God, we need to do a nutrition piece for this, this, and I'm going to, you know, figure it out right now. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh my God, we're so far behind. Why haven't we been doing this? And Eric's like, chill. And then just go do it. You know? So he, he gets less flustered about stuff, which is probably good. Yeah. That we're. It's going to be to be balanced yes have different we're perspectives definitely that helps that definitely helps okay so speaking of that sort of thing I want to talk about <laughs> your planning yeah <laughs> because I think this is seriously one of the most like one of the things that impresses me most about you oh. is your um just like how you get things done and how you are like always I think it goes ahead. both ways. Yeah, it's true. It's true. But <laughs> I like, came and visited you and it was like, oh, we're doing this and we're doing this. We're also doing this and we're going to med school. I was like, oh, right. <laughs> well, I was thinking about when I came to visit you and it was like oh, every yeah. day there was just like everything was perfectly laid out and you had like a system and things were going. And so like, how do you approach your life? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I how do I approach no, maybe life? we could just say like, yeah, first, like big picture. Mm-hmm. Do you have do you have a system for thinking about goals, like short-term goals, long-term goals, things like that? Or yeah. How do you approach that? Um, I'm not a goal setter. Okay. Um, like there's like goals and objectives. Mm -hmm. I like pretty much operate in the objectives world. I think maybe, I mean, yeah. So I don't, I don't know if I set like big goals Mm -hmm. like that. Um, they're kind of out there and then I just keep chipping away at like things that I guess move me in that direction. Yeah. yeah. Like, so you have like the direction and then you're like, okay, let me just get these. Yeah. Like I remember at one point Eric was like, maybe one day you'll like grow and be a flow master. And I was like, (laughs) I could never be a flow master. (laughs) And then, you know, I gave the nutrition lecture and then I gave what is CrossFit and what is fitness. And Mm -hmm. you know, the objective was like do well at the lecture. And so then it sort of, and then it becomes odd where you're like, oh, this is a there. possibility, yeah. right? That's so, so funny because I've, <laughs> I've been on seminar staff now for 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, <laughs> six years, um, obviously working very intermittently. Yeah. And I always just thought like, wow, I can actually do a lecture now. And like, you know, I'm, there's no way, cause you know, my long-term, it would be amazing if I could ever give a nutrition lecture. Like that would uh-huh. be so cool. But I'm like, that's never going to happen. Cause I'm just never going to work that many seminars. <laughs> But now I'm at the point where it's actually feasible. Like, I, I mean, it will still take several years at the rate I'm going, but <laughs> I'm starting to see like, wow, that could actually happen. Um, it's so it's a funny good the things you put out there. Yeah. Of just like baby steps yeah. get you. Yeah. Um, no, I, I don't know if I have, it's interesting because I, well, so we can say my mom passed away this past year. So it's been a little bit of a, like, what's important and yeah. where I want to go. And I. Um, it was interesting cause I had a really hard time being at the gym for a while, mm-hmm. not because I don't love the gym, but I was like, I don't, it was just, I was in my head. I was yeah. just, it's hard. Right. But, um, I don't know. Like, I feel like the past four years it's been like having kids and then, you know, with my mom and, um, now I'm like, like I have a really, I, I'm in this really thankful <laughs> phrase where I'm like, I have a really great life. Like, yeah, I love my gym. I want to make it better. Um, that whole thing about being able to pick my girls up from school. Yeah. Like somehow we realized that goal you did it, yeah. and I get them, you know, three days a week, I get them at three 30. Um, I take them to school That's a lot. So cool. Um, 
Yeah. A really good friend of mine, um, she's a cardiologist and, uh, we were talking outside our house the other night and she was like, you know, no one ever die on their deathbed is like, I wish I worked more. It's so true. And it's not that I don't want to work hard. I want to work hard, but I think that it's so easy to just keep chasing the next thing. And if the next thing is always work, Mm -hmm. then we, we don't focus on our family or relationships. Whereas like, if you thought like, I'm going to always chase the next thing with my kids Mm -hmm. or like my husband, like, what does that look like? You know, is that our girls just learned to ride, um, two wheel bikes, you know, with no Uh, training wheels. And so now we're like, we're not that far away from like mountain biking with our kids, you know, like, Like, which is something Eric and I love to do together. And, and those things like you, I, I do, I am seeing more that, well, it's not a goal. You do have to make the time for it. And, you know, the more things that I take on, you know, cause that's what happens in right. our space. Right. Um, there's out, so many opportunities. Yeah. Uh, it's also cool to, you know, sit in yeah. and, uh, so yeah, so I don't know if I have goals, but definitely as my that's girls really are cool, getting though. older, I think like when I just, I guess it was a couple of months ago on one of my rotations in residency, we went and spent like an afternoon at a senior center mm-hmm. and it's so different when you interact with people. Like we know this from the gym, when you interact with people outside of a doctor's office, like you get to actually have more real conversations. Right. And we had so many conversations with these people who are 70s, 80s, and like they're getting this whole perspective on life where they're like, yeah, I wish I wouldn't have worked so hard. I wish I wouldn't have always been chasing money. Like once you can see your whole life and you look back on it, you realize that like working and money and like material things are just not where it's at. Like yeah. the stuff that you value are like your relationships and your experiences. Uh, we use this app for our family budgeting as well mm-hmm. as for the gym called you need a budget. I want to ask you about that also. <laughs> I'm so curious. Um, well, and to your point, yeah. um, that, We've been using it for two years. Um, and for our family, it, in a really odd way, I don't know if I can articulate it. It made all of what you just said really clear to us that like the material stuff wasn't what was driving the stuff that we loved to do or Mm -hmm. that we wanted to do with our family Mm -hmm. or the experiences that we wanted to have. Um, and it was, I don't know, just like it, it really helped us kind of get to that place where we're like, yeah, we want to do stuff and mm-hmm. you can always work an extra day or you can, right. you know, figure it out. We'll link to that too in the yeah. show notes. So people can check it yeah. out. Um, okay. So we, we, a little bit about big picture stuff, but tell us a little bit about like day to day. Like how do you approach? It's like Sunday. You're getting ready for the week. Yes. Like, what's your, what's well, your let's see. This past week on Sunday, we came home from a two-week vacation, and I had to leave for the CrossFit Games on Monday morning, so naturally, I decided to rearrange our entire downstairs (laughs) of our new house. So we moved the dining room into the living room. All the living furniture went into the dining room. My dad was there. He helped us. He does vitality at the gym, and he works out at Trident CrossFit in Virginia. lots of furniture. Um, No, but that's not a normal Sunday. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I, I... I usually, I always get up at five in the morning. Mm-hmm. So I always try to get to bed by like eight thirty nine. Okay. Um, Perfect. We're on that schedule now too. Yep. Yeah. I just. We're like old people. Yeah. I'm It's so I'm much better. Being, it's so much better. Mornings are so great. And I can be so productive and yeah. I just, I love being able to, I mean, that's how I get my kids at school, you yeah. know, cause I can work from like five to seven until they get up. Yeah. Um, so I've been really committed to not looking at my email in the morning. I love that. I read this book and it was like about, you know, being productive or mm-hmm. whatnot. And I was like, okay, I'm going to try it. Do you know what the book was called? I don't remember, okay. but I will look, I will okay. look at it. It's, um, it's like, it, well, it's not a book. It's like product productivity planner. Okay. It's a couple, I think they live in Europe. I'll okay. find it. Um, cool. but I read, you know, I read it and I started using productivity planner and it was all about like prioritize, mm-hmm. like do the most important thing of the day first. If I do that, like my day just is so much better. Yeah. If not, it's like I've checked email like seven different times and I still haven't written the blog post and the newsletter's not ready to go out. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and it's four o'clock. And I'm yeah. like, okay. Um, so, yeah. So I don't know. I approach the week by basically saying like, what do the girls need? Mm-hmm. And like, what's our week look like? What's the rough in? Yeah. Then I always figure out when I'm going to work out. 
just yep because that's it's important to if me. you don't plan it it won't happen it won't plan yeah and you know when you're a coach you kind of have to plan your workout and your sweat sweating and you're yeah. changing you know so you look presentable yeah. um and then yeah so like five to seven I work and the girls usually get up at seven ish or I have to wake them up mm-hmm. um and then I take them to school uh around eight fifteen. And then I get to the gym and then gyms usually, I'm either there from nine to three or mm-hmm. nine to five. Okay. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and so, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how I approach the week. I mean, I guess, okay. Well, I mean, I know how I approach the week. I make sure that we have food for the week. Mm-hmm. Um, always, uh, you know, even if we have to like go and buy, like, even if we can't prep food on Sunday night, I'll go to Whole Foods or whatnot and just buy like five cooked chicken breasts mm-hmm. and like some pre-made stuff just mm-hmm. to get us through Monday mm-hmm. so that then we can come home Monday night and cook a bunch of stuff. So I make sure we have good food. Um, and then just try and like, you know, get the stuff done at work so mm-hmm. that I can come home. I try and be pretty big stickler about like once I get home, I don't yeah. look at my phone, or open the computer with the girls around. It's just, it's, I think there's like this, weird aura in the yeah. world and like the second that I look at my phone my four-year-old throws a tantrum yeah but she's not throwing a tantrum about the phone because you're not paying attention to her yeah but and it's weird because it's not that I'm I mean it's not like you were it's not like I was paying anyways. attention I'm like yeah. chopping carrots yeah you know but it's also like that's not who I want to be for my kids yeah and if you set the example they're not going to be interested in the phone if you're not looking at the phone no. you know I know and yeah, so, and we don't really let them, I mean, they get to watch Mary Poppins or Sound of Music on mm-hmm. Fridays. It's a big deal. Oh, those are good ones. Um, <laughs> but uh, they, yeah, we try not to, mm-hmm. I try not to be on the phone. That's awesome. Yeah. So I don't know. It's a, it's a funny, it's a funny balance, right? Like um, I do go to Sugarwad uh, at their offices in Highlands mm-hmm. Ranch sometimes on Thursdays. So mm-hmm. it's like a bigger day, but it is this funny thing of like, you know, you get up, you go to work and then it's like you know, you're at school pickup and you're like, okay, switch into like mom yeah. mode. And now we're like doing snacks and right. you know, it's, it's, it's like, two it's different awesome, lives, but yeah. you really have to like separate it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's cool. Do you think you got better at that since having kids? I think I got worse and then I got better. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. One of my friends this weekend when we were on vacation. She was like, you're a lot more laid back now. And I was like, that's, so nice of you to say <laughs> like what what was I like before exactly <laughs> um yeah I think you know I kind of mentioned like you know you have these like ebbs and flows and I think like I poured so much into the gym for like the first five or six years yeah. and then it was like I legitimately didn't know what to do yeah next but I also none of the nexts were interesting like I we went down the road of like opening a second gym and mm-hmm. it just like didn't feel right to me so yeah. we dropped that and then we went down the route of like doing some partnerships and I was like, that doesn't feel right. Mm-hmm. And, and so, but I think so, sort of some of my like diligence on things ha- took a lull mm-hmm. with kids. Um, and then now I feel like I'm just sort of on this like uptick where I'm like more motivated, more rigid, eating better, mm-hmm. you know, it all, it, it ebbs and flows. yeah, it ebbs yeah. and flows. And then we always go back to like, right. Like sickness, wellness, fitness, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you live at fitness and you have a lull, you're fine. Yeah. You know, if you live it well-ish mm-hmm. wellness, it's, you're not going to recover from something yeah. that sets you back or it's going to be really hard to. So true. Yeah. It's a model, but it really plays out more examples in CrossFit and people's lives than I ever would have imagined. Oh yeah. Um, well, this has been amazing. <laughs> I want to start wrapping up. So there's three yep. questions I ask everyone at the okay, end. Okay. Yep. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, First one is the three things that you do on a regular basis that have the biggest positive impact on your health. Prep my food and pack it. Um, I'm going to say this as one thing, but prep my food and then, and pack it so that I'm, I'm consistent when I'm traveling. Mm -hmm. Um, Like here at the games, I Mm -hmm. went to Whole Foods and I, take food to the venue every day because just if you travel a lot or if you go on vacation and you know you add that all up it's Mm -hmm. just so much out of your routine I think it it just doesn't keep me in like the place that I want to be for sure so and do you follow I know you've been very like strict with zone and yeah various other things like do you follow any specific guidelines right yeah um generally I do macros okay um and with like totally varying levels of dedication. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And when I can't do macros, like when it's just like I'm on vacation and Mm -hmm. I really do want to enjoy it, I just, um, I do like try and get tons of fruits and vegetables, like the 800 grams from EC's optimize me. Yes. Um, and that helps me focus on like getting the right foods and quality. And, um, and that, that keeps me in the, in a great place. Mm -hmm. It's just, you know, it's feeling for more health. And if I, if, you know, it's more performance driven, the macro stuff helps Mm -hmm. me, but, um, yeah. So I just, I just do the whole thing of like, you know, piece of meat and then lots of fruits and vegetables. And it's amazing how many better choices you make by making that your, you know, so true. (laughs) Your first. So So. true. Okay. So that's one thing. Yep. Nutrition. You have two more things. Oh no, no, no. I was saying like, it's two part, like focusing on like getting good food and then, but, but also, I mean like prepping food, having good food, um, not letting that area of our life slack and really, you know, the more work you do at it, the Mm -hmm. more organic it becomes to all your choices. Um, but, and then just when we do travel, like not trying to always have it be this like delineation of like Mm -hmm. traveling, bad food, not traveling, right. Good food. Right. Especially when you travel a lot, like you've had a history of traveling a lot with the seminars and all that stuff. So you probably just get really good at it. Well, and I think it's an interesting thing, right? So like a lot of people that have jobs that they travel a mm-hmm. lot like there's like that whole like road warrior like yeah. gain weight like all that stuff and I think always thought seminar staff was a really incredible example of how it's not the travel yeah right because they're traveling all over the world mm-hmm. all the time they're packing their food you know Nadia Shatila and I um pack would pack baby food I still do it to this day <laughs> yeah. like if I want you know to have like good food yeah you know, you might not be able to take fruit to a foreign country, Mm -hmm. but you can usually have like some squeeze packs. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So just like all those tricks. Um, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Okay. So three things that you do that have a positive impact on your health. Oh yeah. So yeah. So first is packing my food. I was tagging on travel to that one. Um, fair. (laughs) Yeah. Second is consistently working out, Mm -hmm. you know, um, five days a week. I don't know the last time I, well, I know the last time I didn't work out five days in a week. Mm-hmm. Um, it was when I had Harriet. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, and then I guess the second one or the third one would be, um, like just knowing when you do need a break, mm-hmm. which I know it's like the whole thing, like push, push, push. And then it's yeah. like, ah, actually back off. It's but hard. It's yeah. hard to know too for yourself. I think. And I think like that comes with age and maturity mm-hmm. and, um, and just being able, I think along with that is just like being confident in like what you need, but yeah. also being honest with yourself, which is what makes it so hard, yeah. you know? But, um, like an example is like on days that I travel, like if I don't work out before I travel, like I don't even try and travel mm-hmm. or work out after I get in. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, the consistency of the workout. Are there piece. other ways that you like allow yourself that relaxation or like you, when you know you need to back off, how do you do that? Um, I'll like go for a hike mm-hmm. instead of, you know, I'll just like kind of do something to clear yeah. my head. Yeah. Um, I like to read a lot. I'll go on a bike ride with the kids. Um, yeah. I, I find that like with the years from traveling for seminar staff, mm-hmm. like I didn't really know how to do a weekend. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause you're never there. And I remember like the first yeah. like seven months, Eric was like, I was like, okay, so what do we do next? What do we do next? And I've, I checked my email and he's like, we're just going to hang out. And I'm like, yeah huh? Like what? (laughs) Um, so I think that that kind of flows with it is like, you know, taking time for yourself, knowing when you need to stop, but like letting downtime be downtime. Yeah. It's something I'm getting better at. Um, but I do find that like kind of the whole thing about like, you can always work more. Yeah. The more downtime that I do take, the more productive I, and my batteries are recharged Mm -hmm. and yeah, you're probably more creative. You're like, it gives you space to think about how you want to use that time when you so, are working. And this is what I find fascinating is that like when we went away for two weeks mm-hmm. on vacation, it's the first vacation we've taken in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I like couldn't stop writing stuff down wow. like of ideas that were, yeah. that I've never thought of or just different perspectives. Mm-hmm. And we can't get that when we're like stuck in the mix yeah. all the time. And so whether it's downtime or whether it's knowing when you need like to take a break or just mm-hmm. do something different it's okay. Yeah. And, and there's really wonderful things that come out of that. So true. I'm not, I mean like, you know, I know a lot of people are into meditating. I think it's I've, when I've tried to do it, I think it's great mm-hmm. for me. It's just, I, I, I get a lot of 
maybe the similar stuff of just removing myself from whatever situation is, which isn't always possible, but right. You know, right. It doesn't always have to be meditating, but whatever it is that helps you to get kind of unplugged. Yeah. That's the best way to put it. Unplugged. So this may be what we just talked about, but yeah, my second question is one thing that you think would have a big impact on your health, but you have a hard time or you're working on it. Full transparency. Mm-hmm. I would love to drink less wine. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> I don't know if we've had, if, if anyone has said that before. Um, no, I, I don't, I mean, I don't feel like I drink too much, yeah. obviously. Yeah. Um, but it's, we were just talking about this, like sliding scale. EC and I are going to do a talk on this okay. at our gym. So, um, at, uh, as women age, right. Okay. Let me see if I can describe this quickly. Okay. So as women age, right in your twenties, you're like, you have a lot more athleticism generally than mm-hmm. like, you know, yeah. as you age. As a master's. Right. Exactly. <laughs> as, as a master's. Um, and so like, if you have two drinks, yeah. you can like spring out of bed the next morning and right. go work out and you're like, I didn't right. feel it. Remember the training camps we did in college. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so then you're like, you get to your thirties and yeah. you're like, you can kind of still pull it off, but maybe mm-hmm. you can't like go dive as deep into that, yeah. you know, and, and whatnot. And then, and then some, at some point it becomes like this circle that like just drives you further and further into the ground. Mm-hmm. And it's because you're t- like, as you age, you have less leeway. Mm-hmm. And the hard part is that, is that as we age, we're, we become more accomplished. We figured stuff out. And yeah. so in a way we're like, well, this should just be easy for me now. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately it actually gets harder. And that's not because we're doing anything wrong. That's just a fact of aging. So yeah. to have like the same feel in our air squat, the same, you know, consistency in our Helen time, whatever mm-hmm. it is, it takes more effort. Mm-hmm. And so when I say, I wish I would drink, you know, could, I'm, I'm moving there slowly mm-hmm. is that I have found in the past two years that the impact that me having a glass of wine or two yeah. has on my productivity, mm-hmm. my ability to spring out of bed the next morning, mm-hmm. my ability to sleep well, mm-hmm. um, all those goals that I have that are important to me are the things that I, you know, are those th- three things that I want to focus on with my health mm-hmm. are impacted. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's interesting because it's not, na- I've naturally sort of been having less wine just yeah. because I, it's that cycle, right? You wake up, you feel groggy, then you drink more caffeine mm-hmm. and then you kind of do the whole cycle yeah. over again. Um, and it's, I, I, I do think there's like a really interesting space in CrossFit now where it's like, we just have so many type A personalities that are so accomplished and it's like, yeah, you, I honestly, you have to work harder mm-hmm. and people don't want to hear that. Mm-hmm. But as you age, if you want to keep up all the amazing stuff, like, yeah, you got to, you're going to have to dial in your nutrition more. You're going to have to do all those things. Be smarter about recovery. And yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's not the workout. <laughs> it's everything outside of that. Yeah. You know, everyone's like, oh, that workout made me super sore. I'm like, yeah. yes, but <laughs> there's a lot of the factors. Yeah. So yeah, I would probably try and, or I'm, I am trying yeah. right now to, to limit it to more like social things yeah, rather than yeah, coming yeah. home and being like it, you know, it's just sort of, what I also realize is that it's more of a habit mm-hmm. than like something I actually like care about. Right. So I've been getting so a lot true. of kombucha and putting it in my wine glass. Yeah. yeah. It's so true. It's like, it's really just the ritual. Yeah. It's yeah. the ritual. It's so true. So, um, okay. Third question yep. is what does a healthy life look like to you? <sighs> yeah, I was thinking about this. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure. Um, I think it's where you have, long-term consistency with the things that drive your health. Mm -hmm. And I think that when, um, when you find a program, when you find a way of approaching food, nutrition, sleep, your relationships, when you find that those have been like consistent and sustainable for years, I feel like in years, I feel like that's when you're really moving into like Mm -hmm. long-term health. Mm -hmm. Um, which is kind of where we're all trying to move, right? Like, um, yes, we could always all eat a little bit better. We could always, you know, do more, but it's more about, I mean, in a way it's more like if we could just be consistent at a pretty high level, Mm -hmm. we'd probably average out higher than the the ups and downs. And I think that's a lot of what like I want for my athletes Mm -hmm. is just for them to be 
able mm-hmm. to be consistent by having the tools and the resources and the drive mm-hmm. to want to, to want to have all those pieces for them to look back and say like after five years, like, yeah, my nutrition's like pretty dialed in, yeah. you know, or, you know, yeah, I, I've prioritized working out for the past five years. I think that's, I don't know. Super cool. Yeah. It goes a long way. Yes. Well, thank you so much. <laughs> this has been so much fun. Yeah, we could probably talk for like five more hours. We probably <laughs> could. Um, but yeah, I'm so glad that we finally yeah, got to sit thanks down. Thanks for having me. Yeah. And fun. you're, I mean, you're such a great example for, I think, for me, for oh. all CrossFit women and, and gym owners and everyone out there. So thank you for well, doing it. I've had a lot do. of, you know, great influences. So. <laughs> yeah. Of course. Thanks. Awesome. Thank you. Hey there, thanks so much for tuning into this episode. Of course, Nicole and I had a ton of fun in part B as well, and I had a couple of big takeaways that I wanted to close with. So first of all is that I love the approach that Nicole has been taking in partnering with her athletes from the very beginning of their pregnancy. I love that she establishes up front that she and her coaches are there for them. Um, they're there to partner with them and find a way for them to be happy with their fitness throughout pregnancy um, and also give them a lot of tools to do some of their own learning along the way. This is a topic where we still have so much to learn, but I really like how Nicole's blended her own personal experience, her experience of other experts, her experience coaching and scaling CrossFit for a variety of other situations outside of pregnancy, and then her experience coaching other pregnant women to develop information like a scaling guide that other women and coaches can reference. So using all this information together and sharing it within our community is how we can all continue to move forward and create resources and continue learning and providing the best experience for pregnant women who are doing CrossFit. I also really liked our discussion about a little bit of change of mindset or focus that Nicole has had lately. And I like how she emphasizes the importance of focusing on family and relationships and goals in that arena with as much vigor as we approach our career goals. It's a blessing that we have careers that we really love and that we're passionate about, but that makes it all the more easy for us, I think, to become really wrapped up and for those careers to run your entire life. And I think she makes some great points about how important our relationships are and how easy it is to put those on the back burner because there's other things that seem maybe more urgent or more important at the moment. Um, but making sure that we also make those goals for our family and our relationships and dedicate our enthusiasm in those arenas as well. To make sure you never miss an episode and to receive exclusive content from me, head to my website, juliefouché.com and subscribe to my email list. If you like what you heard, don't forget to subscribe and consider giving the podcast a five-star rating on iTunes. Also, don't forget to share your stories. If you or someone you know has used lifestyle to overcome a serious health challenge, please send me an email at info at I'll choose some of these inspiring stories to share here on future episodes. Don't forget you can train with me through Beyond the Whiteboard by visiting trainwithjuliefouché.com. Thank you again so much for listening, and I'll catch you next time on Pursuing Health. Mm-hmm.